building mindfulness is difficult. It's literal exercise on your mind. Mm-hmm. And you put these check-in points with yourself, more questions, less statements or curious over furious. So with your husband, if he gets reactive about something that you said, instead of it being like, well, no, 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 you misunderstood me. This is what I meant. Like validate him. I can totally see how you interpreted it that way. Like I was not staying mindful in the way I was communicating and I am sorry. This is what I meant. Oh my gosh. Why? What a shift. (laughs) Yeah. If we're not attacking someone, you misunderstood me. Mm -hmm. Why would they get defensive? Hey guys, my name is Shayla. Welcome to the Hey Shayla podcast. I went from full-time travel to full-time new COVID mom and holy wow, is motherhood and adulting a learning curve. There are so many decisions we need to make and a million ways to do it right. I created this podcast to interview some of my gurus to share their knowledge and empower you on your journey. Let me be your guinea pig and ask the questions that you think everyone else knows. Here, we're a little hippie, we try to do things as naturally as possible, and we don't take ourselves too seriously. But above all, we support one another and work to find what works. If you're into it, you're our people. Let's get started. Okay. Thank you guys, everybody, for coming back to the Hey Shayla podcast. I have Tessa Romero on, and I... I'm secretly obsessed with you starting two weeks ago. I found one of your Instagram um, posts and you do lots of real. Okay. Well, we can get into all this. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. (laughs) Um, You are a mindset coach. Yeah. Yeah. It's gearing towards motherhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I I say that I'm a mindset mindset coach specializing in moms but I work with all women. So even if you're not in motherhood yet, I have a lot of clients that want to work on their mindset before they can become moms. They're like, Oh, can I do the course? If I am not a mom yet. And I'm like, mindset applies to literally everybody. Everybody. (laughs) Yes. That's amazing. So tell us like who you are, what you do, how you got into this, why you want to help other people change their mindset, beneficial, all the things. Yeah. So my name's Tessa Romero. I have a husband of seven years and and I have two boys that are almost four and almost two. And then I'm pregnant with our third. And we're actually not finding out the gender of this one. So I'm convinced. <laughs> Kudos. <it's a> boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I found out my first two, but I'm convinced it's a boy. So I'll be freaking blown away if it's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's um, but that's kind of a little bit about my family life. I am a stay-at-home mom, but I also work from home on my own business. So I have flexibility there. Yes. But also like I do work. And so I get that side of the the spectrum too, where it's not just staying home or just working or out of home, in home mindset applies to everyone in all circumstances. Um, But how I got started into what I'm doing is through my own healing journey. So I had a little bit of a more traumatic upbringing and I struggled a lot with shame and negativity. I've always been a very energetic person, but I had a lot of self-doubt, a lot of insecurity, a lot of negativity looking at my circumstances. So I believe that it's not all or nothing. Like, have you always struggled with mindset or has always been easy for you? It's like, well, it was easy for me in the sense of like, I know I'm naturally energetic, but it was difficult in the sense of taking total ownership of myself. It's like, (laughs) oh man, 
I control what I think. This kind of sucks. I can relate to um, that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what I really needed to work on. So in my healing journey, it was overcoming a lot of anger that I struggled with. And it started my pregnancy with my first. I knew that I couldn't be the mom that I wanted to be and hold on to everything from my past and all of the anger towards the people in my life and all of the insecurity and self-doubt that I had. Even just like, if I saw any person, any other woman, I would compare myself to her. And I'm like, how the frick am I supposed to be the mom that I want to be and always feel inadequate? Like, you know, so I, once I noticed these things in myself, motherhood really it was just that thing for me. And I think it was because of my childhood and upbringing that I just put so much value in motherhood. I'm like, this is very important. And it's something that means such to me. So for me, it's always been the driving force of like my why, because I deserve to be the mom that I want to be not just giving my kids a mom that they deserve. Right. But Ooh, for me yeah. to feel good. Yeah. For me to feel good in this role. So that's how I got started in my own real journey. And then I actually wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. This is a super short <laughs> cap of it, but I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom really badly and financially just wasn't in the cards. Um, so I asked my husband, like, how much do I need to make a month to stay yeah. home? Because I just, after I had him, <laughs> totally. there was no way I could leave. And it was $400 a month. And I was like, okay, okay, I can. And mindset was working here. And I was like, I can make $400 a month. And he's like, well, how are you going to do it? I'm like, I don't know, but I know I can do it. So yeah. It was a ton of hard work over the past four years now um, that I get to stay home with my boys and it's a balance of, of work and such. But that's how I started my own business was I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom so badly. And it was actually a workout community that I started training Amazing. moms. I've always loved exercise, but then I noticed with my workout community, why are you guys so consistent for like six weeks of this challenge? You reach your goals, you lose the weight, you win the challenge, and then you're not there. six weeks. And like, yeah, so it's not, it's not physical. It's not, I need to reach the school. Right. So I making those observations, I was like, there's something deeper going on. Um, and then I looked at self-love. I'm like, well, why would you really feel driven to take care of yourself, especially past physical health goals being met? Um, if you don't really love yourself. And then I was thinking about motherhood and how we're all told, like, you're going to lose yourself. You don't know who you are. And I'm like, okay, identity. Yeah. It'd be difficult to love yourself if you don't know who you are. So I just, I put all these pieces together. Oh my gosh. That hit me like like how I helped myself. And then I was like, I can do this. And financially I'd already met the means, right. Of like what I needed to stay home. So it was, it was nine months of that. And then I created a course. It was my first course, um, to help women through identity mindset and self-love. And then I helped them with nutrition And then after a year of doing that course, I evolved it to add in shame and self-forgiveness because after coaching women so closely for a year, I was like, oh my God, I'm not the only one that struggles with shame. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I know you think, and that's the thing is you think that you're the only person that it's going through these things. And then you start talking to other women and, and once you're vulnerable and you open up a little bit, other people do. And you're like, wait, that's exactly how I feel. We feel the exact same way. Okay. Yeah, they're like, oh, that's not so scary to like, like say what I'm going through, yeah. what I've done or what I've been through, you know? So I included shame and my, my program just evolved every single year. Um, totally. So this is my fourth year doing it. And now I do group, I do group coaching because the demand for it grew. So yeah. one-on-one, I still do one-on-one, but that's kind of how it all started. Like I worked on myself and then I needed a means to an end to stay yeah. with my kids. And then it grew into like, 
I'm totally called for this. Like it wasn't a fancy certification or studying this in college. I have my degree, but I <laughs> didn't <Same>. study this. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. So it was just this, evol- this really beautiful evolution of becoming my own person and also seeing like, I'm meant for this. Like, yes, I'm meant to be a mother. And I believe that so strongly, but everything that I do in my work, like it keeps me accountable to focus on my own mindset. So yeah. It's like, and you can, totally tell, here. you can tell that it's authentic. And I feel like that's why you are doing so well is that it's, you're not just like, oh, okay, well, I'm just like false positive or yeah. you, cause you even share like, okay, I had a tough day today. Cause that's what I was like. I'm like, she's always happy. Like, and that's kind of what you get into when you become a coach, like fitness coach. Oh, she never eats pizza or like, oh, mm-hmm. mindset coach. She's never upset, exactly. which is not the reality ever. So I, I love like, how would we sharing. ever, like, how would we help other people if we didn't struggle with the same thing? Totally. You know? like, yeah. Well, we have to struggle with the same thing. And that you're always struggling. Like it's always, or that's kind of aggressive, but just that there's always going to be a little bit of that struggle. Yeah. You, but it gets easier and easier and easier. And that, this is a very strange example, but I remember in high school, my friend would run and she's like, the running does not get easier. And her boyfriend, who was also a runner was like, right. But the recovery is faster. You you're, when you're done running, you don't feel dog tired or exhausted. You're like, okay. I just ran five miles instead of like yeah. your legs hurt and you're huffing and puffing. And, and so and just you're like, sore for five days. Like, yeah, it's yeah. It's still difficult, but you learn how to recover faster. So mm-hmm. I think that's interesting, but okay. Amazing. I love, love, love that. And so the first, um, reel that I watched that just literally, punched me in the heart (laughs) not even in the gut in the heart I was like you were it was a it was a relationship one and you were you you do these like the first half is like all these negative ideas that you can have and then the second half of the reels you cover it up with these more positive yeah their perspective yeah yeah and I so one it was like oh, it must be nice to just sit there and be on your phone while I have to wash all these dishes and I'm like Yeah, I feel that girl. Yeah. And then you're like, (laughs) we all have the, and then you cover it up with, we all have the opportunity to, or I have the opportunity to change or no, don't tell me because I tell this to myself every day. So you're like, we all, him and I have the opportunity to spend our time, however we'd like, and I'm choosing to do this right now. And he's choosing to do that. And then you ask him for help and he comes over and helps. And I'm just like, okay, whoa, I have the opportunity Am I saying this right? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, You nailed it. Yeah. So I just, it was just like, okay, you're right. I don't have to get mad at him for my audio is cracking. Is, do you hear that or not? In my person. I haven't heard it. Okay. So, so so that's what I wanted to focus on was partner resentment because for me personally, and I shared this with you, I was like, sometimes the podcast is self-serving and I'm like, this is something I need to work on. And I guarantee other people do too. So with, when I had my first daughter, my first daughter, my first kid, she, I had a, such a challenging time becoming a mother. And it was because, well, I was this full-time traveler and could do whatever I want and had like no responsibility and holy smokes, a baby's a lot of responsibility, especially <laughs> as the mom. Cause you're maybe you're breastfeeding or maybe you're pumping or maybe you're formula, whatever you're mm-hmm. like, you were the home they know your smell. They know your sounds. They know your everything. You're the comfort. 
And so, and often you get maternity leave, your partner gets to go back to work and you're just like, cool. Must be nice to just live your life the way you lived it before. I'm just here with leaky boobs, BO, like haven't watched. And you just like start spinning in this spiral. Some of us, I have friends who are like, this is the most beautiful thing in the world. And I'm like, what's beautiful about it? Tell me so that I can see it too. Like it was so hard for me. And it, I just, I totally had resentment and you get these little snippets of like, oh my gosh, they did the laundry. That was really nice. So like, oh, they did the dishes. But usually I was reminded of those things when I was like, Seth, you get to just do whatever you want. And you don't even, and he's like, but I did this, this, and this. And I was like, oh yeah, thanks for doing Mm -hmm. that. So like, yeah, walk. So why do you think, I guess, other than that, I feel like it's a huge responsibility. (sighs) Mom, not right now. (laughs) Um, with regards to mindset, why do you think that the primary caretaker often has resentment and, and what would you tell like a first time mom who has all the, or, or just a new mother or a second time mom or a mom, a mom with an infant? I don't know why I can't, I know why pregnancy brain. I don't know. I can't, I know. <laughs> words are not coming out, but cause you have all the hormones and you have the exhaustion and you have all the responsibility and Okay. So, you know what I'm asking, go ahead. So this is where, before we started recording, I was like, yeah, we'll talk, we could talk about partners. I mean, I just don't know if everyone's going to like what I, my approach to it and really what I believe to be true about it. And I just want to pre-warn the listeners. Like if you feel defensive to what I'm about to say, that is your first sign. (laughs) That's your first sign that some deeper work needs to be done. Remember, I went through my own journey of self-discovery and healing, and you better believe there's a lot to discover about myself, right? Like when I said that I was struggling with anger, I was being reactive. I was looking at people this way. I was being defensive. I was insecure, but we have this mentality built up. So before I answer that question, we have this mentality built up that other people make us mad. They make <laughs> us yell. They make us shut down. They make us frustrated. My husband's not doing this and he just frustrates me so badly, but he can't, he can't do that to you. Right. So what's really going on? Well, that's self-discovery. Why is this affecting me so badly? Right. It's not, it's not your fault. You're the, you're your own person. You're gonna do whatever frick you want to do. Like I yeah. control you, but we have this, there's so many things. We have this idea of control. Like I can control people. I can control my circumstances. I can control this, that, the other. So we put all of our energy into controlling other people and other things that we don't put the energy into controlling ourselves and handling whatever happens. Like, well, I don't have to worry about what you do because I'll just control me and it'll be fine. Like, yeah. But that's self-trust too. And how do we trust ourselves when we're carrying so much shame and we've abandoned the most authentic version of ourselves? It's like, I can't forget trust myself. Like, you know, I, and that takes me back to answering the question where again, if you're feeling a little bit defensive, <laughs> listening to this, I love you. I love you. I want this for you. Like, but it's something that needs to be said. And that's the victimhood, like believing we are the victims of our circumstances. I'm the victim of my newborn. I'm the victim of my husband. I'm the victim of this home. Yeah. And how, how are we supposed to live this empowered life of, I create the routines. I create the schedules. I decide what's for dinner. That means I'm cooking what I want people like, <laughs> That's the way I do it. I'm like, yeah, I cook dinner for my family every night unless like eat out, but I cook my husband 
and doesn't cook. I don't feel resentful about that. Why? Because I've changed the entire narrative in my mind to, I literally get to decide what I want to eat every night and know that I'm going to make it in a way that I like it. I don't have to worry about anything else. Great. <laughs> you guys are going to eat this. The, the cereals in the pantry. Yeah. That's the second option. <laughs> right. Right. But taking when we have this like victim mentality, I'm the one that has to stay here and you get to go off yes. to work. Yes. Right. I'm the victim. And we, we never come right out and say it. So it's difficult to catch it within ourselves yeah. because we're not just saying like, I'm the victim of all, in all of this. We're never saying that because we know, well, that's not true. My baby's not doing this to upset me. My husband doesn't go to work to piss me off. Like, right. We said what we believe that we're the victims. It wouldn't make sense. So we dress it up (laughs) in a story. That's like, this is more believable. (laughs) Well, nobody wants to be the victim. Nobody wants to admit that they're the victim, but they want to believe. I mean, me, like, I was like, it literally must be nice that you get to go to work. And he's like, why are you saying get to go to work? Like, I would much rather hang out with her all day. And I was like, yeah, all day. You don't know what that's like. Like it was just this spiral that was going out of control. And I did have to take some of what he said of like, you get to be with her all day and Mm -hmm. try and put that into my head and like soak up these little moments and also try and figure out like what I needed to feel better. Like I just needed a couple breaks, like a babysitter or, and yeah, and communicate that with him because it was, he would do the dishes and he would do the laundry and he would pick up the house, but I didn't need that. I needed time to go to target by myself. Yeah. Yeah. And like, but it took a long time for me to even figure that out. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's nice that you're doing this, but I don't know. I need something else. And then I was like, wait, I think I just need to not be responsible for a little bit. And then once I figured that out, he's like, cool. See you later. Bye. Enjoy your <laughs> enjoy your target run. And I was like, really? Yeah. Just, I'll be back really fast. He's like, or whatever. I'll see you yeah, when you get back. Six hours. Like, yeah, exactly. Okay. But that's the thing. Like that example right there. What helps me tremendously with my husband is he never does anything to intentionally piss mm-hmm. me off. If right. I'm responding to anger, I know whatever he's doing is not intentional because in the eight years that we've been together, yeah. I cannot tell you one single time that he wanted to make me air quotes mad. He's never said either, like, yeah. oh, this will piss her off. Like <laughs> this will, this will get her. Like it's not who he is. It's not what he does. So if I'm responding this way with anger, resentment, frustration towards him, why? Right. Is it, is it simply something that I haven't communicated? Okay. That's total ownership. Mm-hmm. But because I'm not the victim of my circumstances, I feel empowered to say what I need. If you believe that you're the victim in these circumstances, like I have to stay home and you get to go to work, we're not communicating what we need because we don't feel empowered enough to even look in that direction. Yeah. Right. Because everything happens to us. Right. So then what would you say, like, how do you identify the triggers to know when to be like, okay, it's happening. I need to try and change this to a positive, uh, like an external trigger, an internal trigger. Is that something? So catching triggers is actually something that can be really fun, but most people have a negative association with it. So I first, I I'd first like to tell everyone that your association with the word trigger is going to drastically change the journey that you're on um, and what it feels like to find your triggers. Are you afraid of them or is it just information that you needed to find, right? This is a trigger is just a message. That's it. it, it it's nothing 
to be fearful of. That's it. But we fear the trigger. Like, oh my God, I feel so overwhelmed. And then we just freaking lose it. Yeah. <laughs> because we're so afraid of our own feelings or, I mean, everyone's really different, right? But the point is we fear triggers instead of just viewing them as messages. A trigger is just a flashing light saying, hey, yeah, you haven't healed this yet. That's it. Wow. Right. Yeah. So if we can look at it as like, oh, I haven't healed that yet. <laughs> yeah. Great. Let me heal that now. <laughs> totally. Or, or become aware of it. So catching your triggers, we all know that like, okay, if I were to ask you like, well, what does your husband do that you feel upset by? And people would list it up. Okay. Those would, we know those are like really obvious triggers for you. It's a trigger for you when you wake up in the morning and the kitchen's a, it's a mess. Okay. But you're not cleaning it before bed. So we're kind of like triggering ourselves, right? But I shouldn't have to be the one to clean the kitchen before bed. Like we have this whole mentality of self-sabotage really. And what we deserve, deserving is a mindset too. So we believe, well, I deserve to just sit and watch my show at the end of the day. Okay. But do you deserve the consequences of that? Do you deserve to wake up to a messy kitchen each day? Not saying that your partner shouldn't help you. I want your partner to help you. <laughs> why on earth would your partner get up and do it if you're not getting up and doing it? Like, why would our kids clean up things if we're not doing it? Like leading by example is always going to be a more loving way to bring people together than yeah. saying you should be the one, not me. Like yeah. you'll feel good cleaning your kitchen anyway. So you deserve that too. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway, but if you're having a hard time knowing like what your triggers are, like what are the things that just cause the overwhelm? What are the things that cause that state of stress and anxiousness? What triggers you? If that feels like really unfamiliar to question, I'd encourage you to look at numbing. Most people know how they numb. They just don't understand why they numb. So numbing can look like mindlessly scrolling your phone, going to get like extra snacks throughout the day for no, like mindlessly eating. We'll call it that. (laughs) Mindlessly eating or binge eating um, can be a source of a source of numbing wine at the end of the night. I'm not saying moms that drink wine are always numbing, but it's a really convenient source of numbing if you are. So that's sort of considering binge watching TV, lashing out, shutting down, online shopping, sex can all be sources of numbing. So figuring out how do I numb? I numb with my phone. I know that. So if I'm ever on my phone and I missed the trigger, the trigger's like, didn't catch that. Okay. But I find myself on my phone and then maybe it's like a calmer moment. I got myself to why am I on my phone? This isn't aligned with who I want to be. This doesn't feel awesome. My kids are playing right there. Why am I on my phone? Oh, I'm numbing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What am I numbing from? What feelings am I trying to escape? Oh, I did feel really frazzled, frustrated when I reached for my phone. Okay. And we just like, we take what we're doing, the numbing and backtrack to how we got there instead of shaming ourselves for being there because I'm such a bad mom. That's why I'm on my phone. No, you're not like, let's stop right now. You're not a bad mom. That's again, the victim mentality though. The victim mentality isn't just everything's happening to me. It's also, and everything's my fault. Like mm-hmm. victim mentality has two sides of the coin. And when we're saying it's because I'm such a bad mom, that's why I'm scrolling my phone. You are not the victim. Like you were the person picking up the phone and scrolling it empower yourself. This is a decision I'm making. No one's making me. So why am I doing it? Yeah. And backtrack. Well, I got really frustrated over one. Why did I get really frustrated? Liam pushed Luke over again. Okay. Why does that bother me so badly when Luke, when Liam pushes Luke over? Those are my two boys. Yeah. I love them both. 
I don't want to see them hurt. Okay. That makes sense. What else? I don't feel in control of the situation. That's really triggering for me. That's how I find my trigger. That's the root. I want to feel like I can keep them both safe. I can keep them both happy. And they don't have these huge emotions that I struggle to manage sometimes like, or just to struggle to help them with, because it's not my job to control their emotions, you know, but and it's not your fault that they're upset because one pushed the other, even though now you're internalizing that as like, well, I wasn't paying attention and he pushed him and now he's sad and it's my fault. Exactly. So it's like, well, oh. I can just escape this feeling because this feeling freaking sucks. So I'm going to numb. I'm so gonna what, do you do, what do you do instead of numbing? Like once you've done that and you're like, okay, this is what, so now he pushed him and I'm, I feel bad about it. I'm going to grab from my phone. I feel like it's like cigarettes. You're like, oh, this is a, yeah, this is a habit. Exactly. So then so, you recognize that. And then what do you do instead? If you catch, if you catch yourself numbing, like you're on your phone, you're scrolling and you're like, I'm numbing right now, totally numbing right now. Observation without judgment. That's a huge piece of this, because if you observe, I'm on my phone right now and you judge yourself because I'm a bad mom, <laughs> yeah. which is shaming yourself. Yeah. You're just presenting more triggers, more th- more feelings that you want to escape because you haven't quite figured out yet that you are not your feelings. So many times we base our thoughts off of our feelings. Well, I feel angry. So I'm going to think about all the angry things instead of I feel mm-hmm. angry. Why do I feel angry? Well, my whole life isn't this way. Like, why would I think only about that? Because we're not saying conscious. We're not saying mindful. We're just being very reactive and yeah. unconscious yeah. in our life. So if you catch a trigger before you reach for your phone, awesome. I'm willing to bet that the majority of people aren't there yet. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah. So if you catch yourself while you're on your phone, observe without judgment. I'm on my phone right now. This isn't what I want to do. Put the phone down. And ask yourself, what do I need? What do I need? Like if you're numbing, there's a need that you can fill always. If it's the need, like you said, I need space. I need to plan a time away from the house for myself. And you just have that to look forward to. You're going to handle the rest of the day so much better. Cause it's like, okay, yeah, I planned it. Like I'm getting that. And you have that thing to look forward to. And you're like back to consciousness for solving problems. But, or if, um, those are like my two favorite questions is why is this affecting me so badly? Because it helps you find triggers and then filling a need. What do I need? Do you need physical touch? Like, do you need to go do some type of workout, some movement, get in, like get back connected with your body? Do you need to take the kids outside for a walk, pop them in the shoulder so you can have quality time with yourself? Like yeah, working really hard as moms helps us see that I'm not the victim. Like I would rather personally be home with my kids than do my husband's job. I don't want to go to his work. I don't want to leave my house. I don't want to be there at 6 a.m. I don't want people texting me saying, hey, do we have weights or coaches upset with lifting? I mean, he's a strength coach. So it's like, I don't want any of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. But it's easy to think, well, you get to be out of the house and I yeah. have to do all these things. So it goes back to that place that when we're not filling our own needs because we believe we can't, that's a huge problem. We can always fill our own needs. Most people love words of affirmation as like a form of love language. They love words of affirmation. They don't do it to themselves. Right? Yeah, self-talk, yeah, totally. self-talk is the most effective form of self-care. Most effective form. I feel like that goes for all the love languages because mine is acts of service. And if I, if I, 
I don't do face masks, but if I did, I would be like, whoa, that was great. Like, yeah, that was something that I did for myself that I normally wouldn't. That yeah. is wild. I have never considered that. So that's how I coach all of my clients through that. When you're like, okay, you're, you're numbing. Now what? Fulfill a need. Well, what if I don't know what I need? Pull in a love language. There's five love, love languages. Yeah. You have a top two. Everybody does. Mine's acts of service and words of affirmation. So I'll focus on my self-talk. Like, come on, Tess, you're doing such a great job. Pick yourself back up. This isn't who you are. And it's okay that you slipped into that. We all slip out of alignment. Like I give myself a pep talk. And then I do something for myself, an act of service, which is almost always cleaning. Yeah. I'm the same. (laughs) I don't like deep cleaning, but I need things picked up. And I'll sometimes manically like pick up and Seth is like super Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. And he's like, do you need? And I was like, nope, I am. If you sit there on the couch, I do not care. This is for me. Yeah. Oh no. I'll wash the baseboards. I'll do the windows. I'll do literally anything. And it's for me. People are like, well, you should just hire someone to do that. I don't want someone else to do it. Yeah. I don't want someone else to take away my acts of service. If you are at all like me, you were terrified to try and start baby led weaning. I listened to a podcast that talked about the difference between choking and gagging, and it helped a lot. So I looked up the person who was talking about it, and it was Edwana from My Little Eater. She has a course that shows you how to introduce it, what features to look for in a high chair. She gives you some food ideas and when to know if your baby is ready. What I like about her is that she's like, cool, if they're ready for solids, here's what you're gonna do. But if they're not showing these things, maybe just start with purees and that's okay. For me, I was all in. I'm like, yes, baby led weaning, here's a whole banana. And then as soon as my baby like attempted to bite it, I was like, okay, maybe not. So she's super supportive of all the ways that you can feed your baby. I love it. I have an affiliate code for their courses. Hey, Shayla, for 15% off. Let's get back to it. Something you keep going back to that I find interesting is you're talking about, this isn't who I am. This isn't who I want to be. This isn't, Mm -hmm. that takes work. Because I don't know what, like, especially when I transitioned to motherhood, I was like, well, I know who I was. I Mm -hmm. do not know who the hell I am now. Or like, what kind of mom, like, I kind of know what kind of mom I want to be, but that almost makes it harder too, because when I'm not that person who's like calm, cool, and collected and like loves everything and whatever, because that's who I was. I was like miss positivity and whatever. And then sometimes I find myself just like, again, spiraling into this negativity. Well, I guess there's the answer. And I'm like, this is not who I am. Mm -hmm. So, but how do you, what would you say about how to identify who you want to be or questions to ask yourself or, cause that's not just an easy, Oh yeah. These are the three things that I want. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So you said something really spot on and you said, I know who I want to be as a mother. I want to be the calm, peaceful, patient mom. So when I'm not that it's like, well, F man, yeah. <laughs> who am I? And the thing is, if you don't know who you want to be, how are you ever going to get there? Right. So instead of fearing who we want to be, I can never get there. I can't be calm, cool, collected all the time. No one is. No one is. It's not about even I'm sure even when you knew who you were and you said that you were really positive, optimistic, energetic, whatever, even when you were that you still had down times, you still had hard moments, you still had like pessimistic viewpoints sometimes or towards specific things. Like you still had these traits in you. You just knew like, well, yeah, but that doesn't define me. Like you were just so much nicer to yourself than you are now that it makes it a lot more like difficult, but with identity. So whenever people are trying to change their mindset, 
And my account on Instagram is all about mindset. Like I try to bring some of the identity pieces in, but for the years that I've been running this account, it just finally clicked with people when I just keep it super simple. Here are some perspective shifts for you. Yes. <laughs> that's yeah. it. So that's what I share there. And then in my courses is where I dive a lot deeper into all this stuff because it's not just think happy thoughts. Yes. You're fine. Like, (laughs) no, why the frick do you do this in the first place? Like, why does this affect you so badly? Why are you showing up this way? Like, why do you procrastinate? Um, Looking at like why we do what we do in order to figure out the how, but I love this visual that we can all imagine. So imagine there's a ship above water. Okay. This ship is all of your actions. Any other ship in the ocean can see (laughs) your actions. So all of the other people around you can see oh, she's going this way. She's doing this thing. Why is she throwing all that overboard? Or like, why is she bringing all this on our ship? They can see everything that you're doing, but no one knows what's under the water. Under the water, there's a chain. Okay. Coming off of your ship, everyone's ship has a chain. That's mindset. No one knows what the frick, how long it is, what it looks like, what it's made out of any of that. Right. No one knows because it's under the water. Only, you know, And then at the bottom of that chain on the ground of the ocean is your anchor, just like a normal ship would have. That's identity. That's who you believe you are. Your whole mindset is attached to it and your actions above the water. Although it seems like they're like, oh, these are seemingly unconnected. Nobody knows what I'm doing. Oh, no. All of your actions are coming from who you believe you are. How far the frick are you going to get if you don't change who you believe you are? Uh You're going to go anywhere. Like you're anchored to the ground at the bottom of the ocean. So I love um, to imagine as like, when you want to change these actions up here, your procrastination, you're lashing out the anger, the impatience, you got to reel in that chain, right? Get the whole chain back in through all that self-discovery work, lift the anchor out of the ground. I am not this person and move the ship somewhere else to where you want to be, right? And give yourself the permission to do that. That's the problem is we don't give ourselves the permission to change, what would everybody else think about me if I started doing something different? Who the frick cares what they think about you? What do you think about you? Because right. you're not very happy with who you're being right now. Right. Like, that's a problem. So yes, it seems like this big feat, but seriously, we are influencing our identity every single day. Anyway, everyone has an identity. You're practicing it daily anyway. And there it's through, I'm depressed. I'm anxious. I'm mm. overwhelmed. I am stressed. I am resentful. Just the self-talk the self-talk of it, but it's not uh-huh. even just self-talk. It's literal belief. You believe you're a resentful wife. Uh-huh. Yeah. We don't want to say that. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause we look at our actions and we're like, Oh my gosh, I am like really doing resentful things. I am being spiteful towards my husband and not initiating sex the way that I would like our sexual relationship to be because he doesn't care about me. So why should I do this? And it's like, well, it just drives a further wedge, right? Like right. we're not helping anything. And it's, from our own beliefs. So the first step that I walk people through in my program is identity. If you want to change your mindset, I fully support you, but we've got to look at who you believe you are first. And every single person I've ever worked with in four years has a negative identity as in like negative. I am statements. I am overwhelmed. I am anxious. I am exhausted. I am stressed. Like how far are you going to get if that's your anchor? Right. How, how positive, energetic, vibrant, patient are you going to get? If this is your anchor. So do you, so if I'm trying to figure out what I want my identity to be or Mm -hmm. who I am, but I feel like you'd start with who you want to be if you're not necessarily where you are. 
So then would you just change if I feel like I'm resentful, then I pick a new, like, who do you want to be as a wife? And I just list all of those things. Yeah. Give me an example. Like if you're struggling with resentment in your marriage and you like, I know that I'll struggle with like, not like I give the example of not initiating sex. I want to be like, I, I want to be available that way. Like I want to be the one initiating. I want to be confident. Like I want fun and yeah, right. Exact fun and sexy. So literally I am a sexy wife. Like I own that. And do we say that to everybody? No, right. but it's, it's how I'm <laughs> identifying <laughs> really though. Like nobody, I mean, they're the first person I've said that to, but like, it's, but it's under, but it's under the surface. Those are the exactly. things that you know, and that are inside. And yeah. I make new actions towards my husband because I don't believe that I'm a timid wife. I believe I'm a sexy wife. Right. So yeah, I'm going to make some moves over here because so first I done right. So yeah. And it's, it's for your relationship, but it's also for you because you're feeling this way. So if I'm exactly. feeling resentful, which I've worked on, so, yeah, I, yeah. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's been through a lot of communication with Seth and it's been through a lot of self work with me to be like, okay, first of all, why am I resentful? But like, why is it so upsetting to me? Because I get really, I'm like, I am so angry. I don't want to be angry. I know that this really shouldn't make me that angry and I want to change it, but I don't, I am, I am. And I am. And so like figuring out why that makes me so upset, like, and then that deciding I would rather, I like a light heart and a playful attitude. That's like my phrase. And so that's something that I always try and go back to, but when he does something, I react strongly. And then we get into this back and forth thing. And so I've had to figure out like, okay, he said something because he didn't quite understand how I meant it. And I lash out. So I've had to feel, I get this like bubbling feeling of just like, oh my gosh, I can't even explain to you what. And then I, that is my trigger to go, okay, it's happening. Yeah. Relax. Explain to him that he just simply misunderstood what you said. Yeah try and diffuse the situation because my quick action is only going to give him a quick action. It's just going to go back and forth and it's just not going to be helpful. So mm-hmm. going back to that anchor, I guess is like lightheart, playful attitude. This is okay. Yeah. Things are okay, but that takes so much freaking work. It's yeah. so hard. And so, so I guess when you're, if I'm trying to pick my identity and I say lightheart, playful attitude, then what? Then I try and figure out how to do those things. So it's identity plus mindset equals actions. Your identity is your, your, where are you going? What do you want? When you don't know what you want, how the frick are you going to get there? Like, right. Yeah. We got to know what we want. So yes, choose an identity that you actually want and understand that the old identity is all limiting beliefs in your mindset. Limiting beliefs are just thoughts that keep you from being who you want to be and doing what you want to do. Totally. I can't take my kids with me. That's a limiting belief. It's not a fact right? Your thoughts are not facts, <laughs> they're not facts, but we believe them like they are, but they're not. Yeah. So having that first initial who I want to be and bringing that into your daily life, not just when you feel pissed, like we can't just lean on something positive when we're feeling rock bottom, rock bottom or the huge bubbling sensation. Like we also have to incorporate it when we're feeling really good and right. when we're feeling uncertain or we feel the limiting belief. Like all the time. It has to be this huge rewriting of who you believe you are, Mm -hmm. a new story, but identity plus mindset. So when you can visualize 
throughout the day, I am lighthearted and playful. What would I do if I were lighthearted and playful? That's mindset. What would my perspective be about this? But it's not just mindset. It's consciousness. It's mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Mindset yeah. is not hard. Mindset is not hard when you feel present, Mm -hmm. when you're like observing what other people are doing, instead of being reactive to what everyone's doing, like totally, it's really freaking hard when you're not present, right? That's when we feel like the ball's rolling in the other direction and has full (laughs) speed and I freaking stop it and move it the other way. Like, this is hard, but if it's, well, no, I'm just driving a car. I'm driving a car and right now I'm driving it this way. Mm, yeah, that's not working. So I'm going to turn my car around. And because we're so present, like what well, I'm and if you're present, you can see the ball start to, to roll and exactly. you can go, okay, I need to catch that before it gets out of control yeah. or just hold your freaking ball. Like don't yeah. let it go in a direction. <laughs> yeah. Don't let it go until you have more information or like, choose which balls to let go in, exactly. in their own direction and be like, well, I'm just going to hold this one at least. <laughs> yeah. But let's say you say so like, let's say you're not staying super mindful. I mean, it's building mindfulness is difficult. It's literal exercise on your mind because your mind, your consciousness is so used to being allowed to fall asleep. Right. And body will just take over habitually. We do this, we do this, we do this. We think the same things. We feel the same ways. Like it's so habitual that, yeah, it is difficult to build mindfulness, but when you have such a strong attachment to why you're doing it Mm -hmm. and you put these check-in points with yourself of, um, more questions, less statements, curiosity or curious over furious. Like you have these things for yourself where it's like, but I missed curious. Okay. We're going to try curious next time, curious next time. So with your husband, if he gets reactive about something that you said, instead of it being like, well, no, 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 you misunderstood me. This is what I meant. Like validate him. I can totally see how you interpreted it that way. Like I was not staying mindful in the way I was communicating and I am sorry. This is what I meant. Oh my gosh. Why would what he a shift? <laughs> yeah. You know, like why, why, if we're not attacking someone, right. you misunderstood me. Mm-hmm. Why would they get defensive and defensiveness, especially when we're talking with other people that are not mindful, that's what's happening. It's like, it's so reactive all yeah. the time and people are operating off of their own insecurities, their own limiting beliefs, who they believe they are like, it has nothing to do with this. <laughs> right. Why isn't your husband any more curious? You know, like it's, it's not just you and what you're saying. It's what they're thinking too, which we don't control. Right. But I think about people on social media too. And anyone that comes to my account, they're just like, oh my God, this is toxic positivity and blah, blah, blah. Or if I post a marriage reel, which I don't do very often because I just want to turn off the comments, honestly, when I do it. I'm like, really? Uh, yeah. Oh my God. I, I'm really good at deleting them somewhat quickly and blocking people. But seriously, there's just this huge met, like this huge belief that your husband just should do more. If I, if I post a reel of him sitting at the counter, this is a 20 second reel guys, a 20 second example. (laughs) The one that I loved. Yeah. (laughs) But if I post that you, it's insane to me how many people were saying he should just see what you're doing and get up. And I'm like, okay, yeah. How, how well is that working with you and your marriage to right. just put shirts right. and shouldn'ts everywhere? Yes. And pretty the problem. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I seriously get so, I feel like so passionately this yeah. way that I'm like, like do you want a free ticket to my course? Because you are you're the <laughs> I'm just like, Oh no. I'm like, I'm, you're not ready. People are only ready when they're right. ready. You're not ready. That's so true. I just yeah. block them, but cause it's just not worth it. But my point is like, nobody knows what's going on in my husband's mind. 
no one knows if my husband struggles mental depression, mental health disorders or like no one knows. Or if he just mopped the entire house and now he's taking a breather while you do the dishes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. This 20 seconds doesn't say how long he just worked outside. Yeah. And there are totally times that he's doing something and I'm on my phone. Mm-hmm. Oh, but that's okay. You deserve a break. Uh, no, it's not a double standard. Yeah. Like yeah. you can't, you don't get to do that. So yeah. the problem is that we argue with reality so much. We are saying, well, he should just get up and do it. You're arguing with reality. The reality is that he's not. So you're pissing yourself off right now thinking of what he should do <laughs> instead of just saying <laughs> so true. like one change in the perspective to he works really hard and I work really hard and I want to do these dishes. It yeah. will only take me a minute to clean the pants. Does it matter who does it? Like really shifting that whole perspective. Like yeah. I don't compare hardships. I help us through it. That's, that's me. That's who I am. And that's right. why identity is so important. Cause if you believe you're resentful, None of my mindset stuff is going to be very, I mean, true for you because they're not facts either. They're just truer than the negativity. Yeah. But it's different for everyone because if, if it doesn't feel like true for you, your mind is so smart. It's like, why would you believe that? That's not true. Mm-hmm. Right. So not all affirmations that I come out with or different perspectives are going to click for everyone. But totally. But just teaching people like you don't have to think this way. Mm-hmm. Shift it to anything else. All right. We're going to take a brief break to talk about Expecting and Empowered. Expecting and Empowered is a pregnancy and postpartum workout guide. And I recommend this to everybody that's pregnant or postpartum. It's like the one thing that people are like, are you going to do that for your next pregnancy? 1000%. I was still doing these workouts like a year and a half postpartum and it does, it only goes to 33 weeks. Anyway, The pregnancy workouts prepare you for labor and the postpartum workouts repair you from labor. It has stretching, pelvic floor exercises, and the actual workout. And what I love about it is it's created by a nurse and a physical therapist so you know that the workouts that you're doing are safe. And sometimes when you're pregnant, you're just not sure. Now you know. So I'm an affiliate with them. You can use my code, Hey Shayla. It will get you $10 off the guides. They also just came out with a labor and delivery course. It's brand new, super exciting. If you have any questions about it, please DM me on Instagram, Hey Shayla. All right, let's get back to it. And when you're, we were talking about like, what about when you're just having that like really rough day and nothing feels positive and yeah. like, it all feels like a lie. Gratitude and appreciation. Gratitude and appreciation hundred, there's always something to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. Even if it's like, you know, I am grateful that we have this home, even though it's a witch to clean it like sometimes. And, and then when we say that we're like, my routines cleaning this home haven't been very effective. And again, that's total ownership. I'm not a victim of this house. This is my house. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like having that huge shift, but I love that going back to gratitude. Mm-hmm. gratitude and appreciation. So what are you grateful for? And you're having a hard time with your spouse. Okay. Are you going to leave your spouse? Like, is it, I'm not saying all relationships are healthy. I'm not saying we should stay with people, but we should feel empowered enough to make that decision because mm-hmm. you're not stuck. If you believe you're stuck, then again, you're the victim mm-hmm. and it's not helping. So shifting it to the appreciation. If you do know, I want to stay in this marriage. If you do know my husband never intentionally wants to do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's just miscommunications probably for years. Like this is the way it's been for years. And it's just relearning when we shift the whole perspective to appreciation. I do appreciate that. He's willing when I ask mm-hmm. and our whole belief system of, I shouldn't have to repeat myself. 
what if you were just willing to repeat yourself? I'm willing to repeat myself (laughs) so that this gets done. And it becomes a habit for him. I'm willing to remind him like soften up. Why, why do we have you so freaking hard? Like, yeah. Soften up. And And I think that the, the, he should recognize these things. Like that's a really common something because as the person who runs the house, you are aware that there's only two legs, eggs left in the carton and that we need a new one. And so why didn't he grab eggs at the store? Cause he's not paying attention to that, but he did just like, uh, shovel the sidewalk because it was icy yeah. that you didn't think to do or yeah. Like, my husband like, shovels the driveway every, every single time it snows, right. Like you've been in this house for two years. I've never shoveled the driveway. Right. <laughs> and you probably don't even notice what it needs to be done. And so no. if he was like, why doesn't she ever do that? Why? Oh, she never even notices that. The, it's like, because you're looking at different things and you're keeping track of different things. And that's how the household gets done. But I've also that's had to balance. be like, yeah. Seth, the dishes in the sink drive me insane. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I didn't realize that. I thought yeah. that the toys in the living room drove you insane. I was like, don't give it, don't care about the toys in the living room. <laughs> don't even worry about that. The dishes mm-hmm. in the sink, try and like put those away. And he's like, okay. Yeah. And to them, it's just, Oh, I didn't know. Like <laughs> our minds work so differently. Like they mm-hmm. truly do work so differently. There's a analogy that men have boxes and women have wires in their minds. So the boxes and wires analogy. So with men, they're boxes, they're in a box. They're in this one box at one time. And they're not thinking about the other boxes in their mind until they get out of that box and walk to a different box. Like <laughs> it's just, yeah different processing. Yeah. Women, especially mothers wires, everything's connected. Yes. The eggs. And then what am I going to make? And then, Oh, we also need the diapers and the wipes and don't uh-huh. forget this. Oh yeah. I'm so proud of it. Like I got the pasta sauce that I wanted to remember at the grocery <laughs> right. store. Like, and Oh, now I need to go make that appointment. Like it's all connected. Yes. And just and to both have strengths. Definitely. There's definitely, yeah. Sometimes I wish I could just be in a box and exactly. do this one. Cause when you're picking up the house and you're like, okay, this goes here, this goes here. I need to take out the trash. I need to do yeah. And it, you just like do all the things, but you don't really do any of the things. Yeah. Where they're like, okay, I need to take out the trash, trash. Yeah. Dishes, <laughs> dishes. Yeah. And even being able to view it as like, yes, it's balancing each other, but it's also just understanding like, this is my strength. This is my strength that I know we only have two eggs left. And I, I trust myself to take care of that for my family, whether it means asking your husband to pick up eggs right. on the way home. What's wrong with that? Like, there's just, oh my gosh. I just think it's, <laughs> it's so negative around yeah. marriages. And it's just like, well, gosh, no wonder the divorce rate is like skyrocketing all right. the time because no one feels appreciated because yep. you're not appreciating him. He's not appreciating you. And it's like, what if you just changed the entire home in your family? Cause you saw what was happening instead of waiting for someone else to do it, waiting for someone else to fix all the problems. It's just, right. I know this is a problem. So why don't I fix it? Yeah. Well, I shouldn't have to be the one that does it. Why? Why? So then if what happens if you do change your mindset and you're like, cause I feel like faking it to you're making it oftentimes. Well, so, but Really? Okay. So here, I'll tell you what I think. And then you tell me why that's wrong. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So for me, faking it till you make it like, if I'm trying to be this lighthearted, whatever person you said, your brain is smarter than that, but I feel like sometimes it's practice. Like, okay, okay I, this is, re- I'm not feeling lighthearted, but 
what would a lighthearted person do? I'm just going to do that. And so that's kind of faking it till you're making it because you're not really feeling it. But to me, it's like, the more I do this, the more practice I get at changing my mindset around it. Yeah. So I, I agree with that part. Like there are times that we just don't see that, like we don't feel that way, but we do it anyway. But that aligns more with like, you're not your feelings. Remember? So just because I feel this way, doesn't mean I don't have to be lighthearted right now because I'm not my feelings. I feel defensive. That's not serving me. I'm going to be lighthearted. Like we choose that, but you believe that that's in you. That's the only reason why you're doing it is because you believe that you have the ability to do so. Yeah. Faking it till you make it is literally, I don't believe what I'm telling myself right now, but I'm just going to say it anyway, because that's what the girl on social media said to do. (laughs) Because remember I said, like, your mind is so smart. It knows when you're lying. Oh yeah. How are you going to lie to your mind? Like, yeah, you're going to lie to your mind. So making it true for you, okay. making it true for you is what makes it so effective. I'm learning how to become lighthearted. I'm learning how to practice being soft when I feel very defensive and stern, like mm-hmm. shifting it to any capacity, but it can't be, I just, I want to be lighthearted because the back of your mind is saying, yeah, but you won't. So yeah. And you're matter. not, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're not. So it right. doesn't matter. So putting it at the forefront, like I am lighthearted instead of, I am resentful. So or I want to be. Yeah. I yeah. want to be this or I, I'm mm-hmm. working on. No, I am lighthearted. I am. So then do you believe in like positive affirmation mantra in the morning kind of thing? Yeah. So you can create those. My biggest technique when it comes to mindset and that honestly sets my course far apart from others is that we do self-discovery work because there's a reason why we've like, we've identified as these things for so long. And most of it like comes from childhood. It comes yeah. from before we even met our freaking husbands, like mm-hmm. <laughs> why we do what we do. There's a reason for it. And when we say like, okay, well, I'm just going to like fake it till I make it. Like, I kind of believe that I can do this, but I don't really believe in this moment and I'm not acting this way. So I'm just going to say it and hopefully it will help. That's nice. But it's like, what if we did all the self-discovery work where it's like, oh my God, I totally get why I get so defensive. Yeah. I don't have to fear this. I understand now. I'm not a bad person. I've been through a lot of really hard things. I've done a lot of things that I have never forgiven myself for. And that's been weighing on me. Like when we know all of that, your mm-hmm. shame that you're carrying, what's happened to you, the experiences that you've been through, who told you, who told you these negative things about yourself that you started believing because you weren't mm-hmm. born that way. Right. right? So like, all of that work, it becomes so easy to change your mindset. So easy. And it's just like, because you're not skipping where, like most people, they see where they're at and they see where they want to be. And they just want to skip all of this middle ground of growing. There's like getting the chain up. Exactly. They want to skip all the hard work of like understanding yourself and forgiving yourself and having empathy for other people. Like they want to skip all that and just be lighthearted and playful. Mm-hmm. That is not going to work, which if you look at just mindset stuff, like if you look at just my reels, it looks like that's what we're doing here. That's because I haven't found a more effective way <laughs> to bring all this together just yet. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, but looking at it in a sense of like, okay, I, I can't skip day two, right? Right now I'm in day one. I want to get to day 10 and I can't Mm -hmm. skip day two. I'm going to find out more about myself before I feel the relief from it because Mm -hmm. you don't know what the frig is there. How are you going to let it go? How are you going to put it down? Right. (laughs) You can't. So 
I, I love the self-discovery work. I love the self-healing work. And honestly, mindset is just like a bonus in my mind. And like, yeah. oh, mindset changes, which is nice, but like, you're actually healing. Like you understand no one has the power to make you mad. You respond with anger. That's right. the problem. Well, and and we do all that like, work. Yeah. You get to, I feel, I mean, identity just really shifts when you become a mom. And so I feel like doing mm-hmm. the work to figure out who you want to be now and what you need to support that. And yeah, I could definitely <laughs> like, when does this start? <laughs> so really like, I believe motherhood is like the hands down the best opportunity you're you'll ever be given to work on yourself because not only are you responsible for like someone else's life and you truly love these people, but they love you. It's like a love. I mean, they're so freaking forgiving. You yell at them. And then two minutes later, they're like, can I sit on your lap? I love you so much. And And you're still beating yourself up for whatever you do. And then like, that's, that's forgiveness. Like I have that inside of me. So it's like having this whole new perspective of life, watching my kids. Like I took them to lunch yesterday. Um, We got to listen to baby's heartbeat and I like took them and it was so fun. And we went to lunch after and Liam, my almost four-year-old was dancing at Chipotle, but he had one foot on each stool and like just dancing on the stools. And then he like jumps <laughs> on the ground, starts dancing on the ground. And then my two-year-old starts copying him. And I was just watching them. And I'm like, that's authenticity. That's what it means to be genuine. Like they, he, not one thought in his mind right now is saying, I wonder what other people think about me. Mm-hmm. All of his thoughts are, I'm a great dancer. <laughs> I like this song. This is nice. Like right. that's, that's how I was thinking. I'm like, that's how I'm meant to be. That's how I'm supposed to live. And motherhood gives you the opportunity to see life through an entirely new lens, a lens that you never got before because the lens before was always, yeah, I didn't have very awesome parents growing up and I didn't get the support that I needed. Or yeah, I had great parents growing up. And like, we just have that one perspective instead of, oh, wow. No one was really there for me when I had big emotions. That kind of makes sense why I don't want to deal with your big emotions. <laughs> right. Just yeah. learning that. So it, it definitely I, is I a love mirror. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you have your own kids, you're like, you have more empathy for your parents or you have more yeah. resentment for your parents or you, yeah. it's just a lot of like, you it start thinking about, oh yeah. You start thinking so about much. your own childhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's where a lot of why we do what we do comes from. Like, why are we struggling with gratitude, appreciation, and positivity? Like, why are we struggling with all these things? Well, this has happened to me and these people did these things. And then I did this terrible thing. And it's Mm -hmm. like, it all just compounds. And then we want to just forget, cut ties with all of that. (laughs) Wake up new. It's like, right. No, you have to actually heal it. Like you have to actually build a new understanding and a new perspective, right? We have to actually catch the crappy thoughts we have and challenge them and change them. And it doesn't mean that all the responsibility of the home falls on us. It means that you become a very effective communicator. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So that's the other thing I was going to ask. So what happens when, what have you found when you're working with these women who are changing, who are identifying who they are, who they want to be changing their mindset, becoming more positive. And their husband's like, okay, you're just miss positivity now. Like, I feel like that happens a lot when you go through your own personal growth in any capacity of your life, you're people that know you and have known you and see this change are like, okay, like, oh, okay. You're just going to be whatever, just judgment. And 
I mean, how do you handle that? Obviously it's, you're going to have some people that support you, but if there's some like negative, especially a spouse, yeah. Then what? I mean, I always hope and pray that my clients are in positive marriages and relationships, but like, that's not the case. Like I have a lot of marriages. I have a lot of clients in divorces, in affairs, in, uh, I mean, just like single moms, like there's just, um, and people where maybe it's not your spouse, but it's your mom. Like Mm -hmm. it's your, you know, very close relationships and everyone has like big circumstances to deal with. Right. But if we don't believe that we can handle the circumstance, if we can change the circumstances, then what are we going to do? Right. So it still starts with mindset before we change anything else. But when you have someone in your life that isn't fully on board yet, they don't believe it yet. It's not their job to make sure that you believe it. Right. That comes back to our relationship with ourselves, Even if it's a spouse, again, it breaks my heart because like, I want everyone to have healthy relationships, but I know that's not true. I know not everyone has a healthy relationship. Yeah. So your identity gives you permission to be who you want to be without fear of judgment or failure. It's your source of self-acceptance, self-validation, self-approval. That's what identity is. So if someone else doesn't get it, instead of responding like furious, you never support me. Um, This is why I don't tell you anything. And we're drifting apart, whatever. Get curious. Why wouldn't you be happy about my work on myself? Why, what are you struggling with that? You don't see the possibility here. A lot of people judge us based off of their own insecurity. Mm -hmm. If they don't believe that they can do it, why the frick would they want you to do it? That proves that it can be done. Why would they want that? (laughs) If they don't think they can do it. Right. Because if you do it, if you change, if you really start thinking differently, what does it say about them? Mm-hmm. That's what they're fearing, right? It has nothing yeah. to do with you. Fear like, of being left behind Fear, Yeah. Totally. And it's, you totally can't outgrow people. However, that doesn't mean that like, oh my God, I've grown so much and I've just become so distant from you. And I had no idea that this was happening all along. No, it, when you're, when you're growing and you're working on yourself, you notice more of like your talk about your spouse. And instead of shaming them, well, you need to read this book too. You need this course mm-hmm. more than I do. <laughs> That's not helpful. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we can catch ourselves and say, and let our spouse know, like, I'm really excited about what I'm learning in this course. Can I share something with you? That's been like really helpful for me. Yeah, sure. Babe, go ahead and talk about it. So I started doing an, I am statement. I started really focusing on who I want to be instead of the stress and overwhelm and anxious that I kept identifying with. And now I, I, I'm already feeling so much better just in a couple of days of like changing my self-talk. Mm-hmm. You're not telling him to do it. Right. Right. But you're planting a seed. Mm-hmm. You're planting a seed. And the more we do that with parenting, oh my God, you won't believe it. I tried this with Liam today just to validate what he wanted. And he totally stopped. Like he's the whole meltdown stopped. I couldn't believe it until telling my husband how to parent yeah. <laughs> or what to do. Right. It's this works so well for me. I'm so excited to do it again planted a seed. I shared totally. joy, you and, know, so. and being conscious because you mm-hmm. like being conscious and aware of, if I say it like this, this is not going to be effective. Yep. How will it be effective? And exactly kind of like reframe that, but mm-hmm. that's so, that, I mean, you said it before, it's hard work to be conscious all the time. And it, yeah. and I feel like it's even harder with social media, with TV, with yeah. all the distractions that we are habitually in now mm-hmm. and like having to pause and be like, okay, this is my space. This is my room right now. Here's where I am. These are the yeah. things I'm grateful for. This is how I want to be in whatever it, but it's, 
it's like right now we're looking at it as almost like a quick fix. Like this is what you need to do for mindset identity because this is a podcast. So it feels like a quick fix, but it's not a quick fix. Right. Building mindfulness takes time. Changing mindset takes time. Identity, self-healing, self-forgiveness, it all takes time. So when you think about the long run of things, totally. my course itself is 12 weeks long. Like, oh, wow. Most courses are like six weeks yeah, or like four weeks. And my course is 12 weeks. So that alone is 12 weeks. And I tell every single one of my clients, we walk through a lot of hard things. There are a lot of tears shed. Like it's hard work, but it was never meant to be a quick fix. This is Mm -hmm. self-discovery and healing. You're learning skills and tools. That's it. Like that. I make it very clear. I'm not going to promise you freaking anything except that I will teach you the skills and tools you need that you can continue practicing. And as you practice one skill, it gets easier. One tool it gets more natural to use it, right? It's not about fix everything overnight right now. Like, right. How do I practice more empathy? Okay, trying to understand why people do what they do instead of just criticizing what they're doing. That's what I'm going to work on right now. Having an empathetic approach towards my husband yeah. helps with resentment. Why is he doing what he's doing? Is it really to upset me? Or is that just like my defensive answer mm-hmm. <laughs> of emotion coming so- in? Is your, is it a course that you're going through and coaching? Tell me a little bit about the program. Yeah. So my course is 12 weeks long and they, what happens is all the women in that group course go through coaching with me. So every week we meet for two live sessions to discuss the material that they've been going through. And my course is broken up into seven modules. So that's how we break it up and space it out over the weeks. So like identity is the first module. So we start there. (laughs) You dive right in. We're starting where we need. Yeah. Why would we waste any time? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're Um, all busy moms here. (laughs) It's only 12 weeks, right? We better get started. Um, identity is not, it's not nearly as like scary and intimidating as it sounds. It's just, oh, it sounds really, incredible. I feel like doing that work. I mean, I enjoy that kind of stuff. I but, love it so much. Yeah. I, like I, I'm so grateful that I just, I literally feel like I face planted here. Like, like I was walking and trying to figure things out and I just yeah, landed That's here. amazing. I feel really grateful, but so we start with identity and when we go through identity, there's two live sessions that I do with the group. And I say they're an hour long, like when I promote the course, like two hour long sessions, but as long as anyone stays on the call and they have a question, I stay on the call. So like our longest call is like two and a half hours, which I know sounds really long, but that's like, to me, that's my job. Like my job is to make sure that all this makes sense. You get your questions answered. You can email me throughout the week. And then I'm pretty responsive with that quickly. Um, and then the two live calls. So 60 minutes, they are longer than that, but you get to keep the recordings for life. They're saved to your membership account, all of my PDF material. So that's where the real work is. The real work isn't really on your coaching call with me, like with the group, although we discuss great concepts and I love it because other women in the, in the group are like, you can see them on video. They're talking about what they're going through, the discoveries they've made, the obstacles they're facing, all of it. So it's just like, oh my God, like we're all doing such a great job. And totally. oh, I like you learn from each other. Yes. Yeah. But it's all the same thing. This is how I'm doing my identity. This is how I'm doing my mindset. So you take the skill and tool and you apply it to your life. Um, so we do it that way. But in the coursework, you're journaling. It's the PDF material teaches you concepts and asks you questions. Those questions have to be answered in your own journal, in your own safe space, where you can just get real and vulnerable with yourself to say, mm-hmm yeah, I do this. And I went through this and this was said to me as a kid. And, um, these are what my relationships look like and, and all that. And you do all that self-discovery work. 
And then I help you connect the dots of like, doesn't it make more sense why you struggle with this when you Mm -hmm. believe this or you experience this? And we just, we keep connecting dots because that's where we find our freedom. It's like, oh my God, I was doing this for a reason the whole time. And now I can work on healing that, forgiving myself so that I can give myself the opportunity to try something new. Right. Right. So it's, it's PDF material, video modules, like pre-recorded video modules to walk you through the PDF material. And then twice a week, I, I meet with the group to do like a, a live session that my husband jokes. I'm not done until 10 o'clock at night, which is not a lie, but (laughs) so how many people are in the course typically do you cap it or is it just kind of, so uh, it really, this is the last, like this spring one that I'm going to do. So like our new year's one had 70 women in it. Um, and they're still going right now. Like they'll finish mid-March. Um, and then the enrollment for my next one opens up March 15th. It's a 10 day enrollment period. So you have 10 days to decide if you want to do the course. And then after that 10 days ends, my group starts on April 3rd. Um, but because I'm having a baby at the end of July, this is the last session that I'm doing, um, this year until new year's of 2023. So I try to be super upfront with that and not make it like, well, this big mystery, like, when is she doing another one? Oh, I'm not doing another one. Yeah. Right. We'll just make that very clear. Yeah. Um, but I do have, uh, like I call her, um, an assistant coach, like to help me. Um, and she's basically just my assistant. So if there's a question that comes in that she knows the answer to where they can find an answer to something like, cause we also run a Facebook group to keep. Yeah. Um, community. Yeah. Well, the community and information in one spot. I'm trying to think of a certain word, but my pregnancy brain is also, uh-huh. so yeah. <laughs> so it's gone. Um, but it, it, in that community that we run, she helps me with that too. So she'll remind everyone of like the events, people can post questions in there and get feedback from the community itself, but also like all answer feedback in there too. So I love the community aspect. She's helped. So I, I was going back and forth on if I'm going to put a cap on the spring came like the spring session or not. But I, I really think that with her help and this being the last session that I'm going to run for this year, I don't want to cap it personally. Cause it's not like, Oh, you'll be fine. You'll just get in in the fall. Like, no, but yeah, I do have a plan to create a couple of self-guided courses, um, and launch those after this baby's born. So still trying to work on mindset, but it's still not this group course. Like this group course is something that is not, I don't, I don't make it available as self-guided because I don't believe it's as effective if you don't have the, like the talking through it. Like it's yeah. really easy to just say like, yeah, I actually don't want to talk about shame. <laughs> so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to skip this one. Exactly. This one that's out. not effective. Right. Um, yeah. March 15th, it opens. And then we start on the enrollment opens. Then we start on April 3rd and cool. then I'll have the baby the end of July. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, will you send me those links so I can put them in the show notes and the emails and stuff that I send out? Yeah. That would be Mm -hmm. awesome. Okay. Thank you for (laughs) my little therapy session and for (laughs) for answering all of these questions, because I, I love that we got to kind of like hit the surfacey stuff and that there's more resources to dive deep if people want to, but I think that we covered a ton of ground and I think it's, it's important work to do. I love it so much. Like there, I always say that like, it doesn't make sense. Like logically for how much hard I hear about and talk to my clients out. And I mean, like all of it, it doesn't make sense how 
I hear about all this from them and I still feel so positive, so energetic, so much belief in them and like their growth. Like logically it doesn't make sense. But like, if you think about just like, I guess a life calling, it does make sense. Like I'm just the person that's meant to do that where you see people for more than the obstacle, more than the partner resentment, more than yelling at their kids, more than any of that. It's like, well, there's a reason why you do it. So it's not because you're a bad person because you're not a bad person. So, right. Yeah. Um, So I love it so much, but I really love that you were able to share, Hey, this is something that I struggle with too. And you just were able to show everyone how to keep that open mind instead of closing off and getting guarded and defensive. When we talk about things like limiting beliefs and negativity and victim mindset and all these things. And you're just like, Oh yeah. Like that, that makes sense. Like just keep the open mind. Yeah. Well, that's taken a lot of work. I mean, that's therapy, that's meditation, that's journaling. That's I've done a lot of the work because I've seen the reward Mm -hmm. of doing. You also know how to help yourself. Like that part right there. Like, well, what do I do next? You know, meditation benefits you. There would be nothing wrong with like consciously meditating and clearing your mind, or I know exercise benefits me. So I'll do a workout in the middle of the day. I'm like, Oh, it looks like we're working out now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to grab my phone. Actually, I'm going to grab my weights. Exactly. (laughs) Like baking, cooking, um, learning about something like that is mine. Arranging a craft for my kids. I'm like, I want you guys to do this. And I want to (laughs) watch. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing something to help you yourself because we're not stuck. I mean, we're only as stuck as we think we are. Right. That's the reality of it. Oh, so good. You're the best. So good. <laughs> no, I appreciate you so much for coming on. So, um, I should, I'll put what's your Instagram so that we can yeah. have everybody. I should have put that at the beginning. It'll That's be in okay. The notes, That's so. okay. And we can put it in the notes, but it's just at Tessa Romero underscore is my Instagram. And I put the links to my podcast, my email list, the coaching enrollment. I put all the links on there. Um, and I send it out through my email list. So those are like the two best ways to get the information that you're looking for. And then my podcast and my Instagram are always free work, free resources where like we talk about things like this. And I mean, it helps people still just that minimal shift in perspective, just focusing on that. Dude, I can't believe how many people so are like, much. it's just changed my motherhood. It changed my life. It changed my marriage. I'm like, me, that's me. Like I literally you pop into my mind when I get frustrated. I'm like, what Tessa do? <laughs> how can I, how can I shift this to be a positive thing? And I've seen a difference in the past couple of days and it's hard because you've got hormones and you're tired and it's, it's a lot of work, yeah. but yeah. Awesome. Especially during pregnancy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I feel like you. Why know. am I struggling right now? Why am and I crying? Like, the hormones are real awesome. And They're at that point, I'm just like, just don't shame yourself. Don't think negatively about yourself. Like you're doing right. the best you can. And that's how I navigate hormones more is under like the surrender part. Like I don't control my body. <laughs> right. Like, I have, but also, you know, blood. it's helpful to know, exactly. okay, hormones are happening. This is, yeah. and it's okay. I'm going to be okay. Can help me to level out. Yeah. yeah, totally. Awesome. But- Okay, cool. Well, I will, we'll stay connected on Instagram. Hopefully I can have you on again and we can talk about motherhood. It's another topic. I feel like everyone's (laughs) going to eat you up and just love this so much. So thank you so much for coming on. And thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Yes. We will talk to you soon. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please share with somebody you think would love 
And I would be so honored if you would subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment and rating below so I can know what you guys are digging, what you want more of, just connect with you a little better. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.